Welcome to Lambs to Lions. You're listening to the weekly podcast with Pastor Matt Funk. I want to talk again about how easy it is to doubt. There's other things that we can pull out of this than doubt. Um, but again, there's <laughs> it's easy to find things. What we look for is what we find. Right? And too many times we look at what isn't working or what we don't understand versus what is working and what we can trust in and understand. And I've said this before, sometimes you know that it's not so much that we always need to find the reason, but it's the revelation that's even greater than the reason. We're like, God, why this? Why are gas prices so high right now? <laughs> you know? Well, you know what? Well, maybe the revelation is greater than the reason. Maybe the revelation is that we don't trust in the economy, we trust in our God and that he's got us, and that he's our provider, and he will never leave us nor forsake us, no matter how high the gas prices get, or what troubles we may face, or where we feel called to when we don't feel like going to the people of Nineveh, or we don't feel like, and it's like, man, I doubt that that um, God's going to pull through for these people, or that God wants to use me in that direction. Surely there must be somebody else. But God has a plan even in the depths, again, of our uncertainty. And today is always about encouragement. Again, it's about sailing through the storm. And again, man, sailors aren't made in calm seas. They're not made in calm seas. You know, but sometimes we, we talked about last week how we want to stay in the shallow end, you know. Like, you want to sail in the shallow end with no wind? That's going to be tough, you know. We're made in the storm, it's through the storm that we learn to trust in our Savior. It, it's through those difficult times where we get called to places and spaces that we don't really want to go at times. But then we realize, hey, guess what? Like a good father, he has our best interest. He wants to just not just help us, but help others. And I like what Darren had said there, that even in his doubt, even in his you know, despair, it affected everybody else that was on that ship, everybody else that's around them. So again, God wants to set us up and set us free, but he also wants to set uh, others up and others free, right, through that storm. And we're all going to experience doubt. It's a matter of what we do with that doubt. So the first verse, um, let's just look at verse 3. But Jonah ran away from the Lord and headed for Tarshish. He went down to Joppa, where he found a ship bound for that port. After paying the fare, he went aboard and sailed for Tarshish to flee from the Lord. First point I want to talk about is paying the fare to flee. Paying the fare to flee. Every port has its price. Jonah would pay a greater price than just the fare to flee. We've all been guilty of buying a ticket in the wrong direction. Interesting enough, according to Ezekiel 27, Tarshish was the city that sourced King Solomon's greatest wealth in gold, silver, metals, tin, and iron. I was like, why Tarshish? Did he just take the first ship, you know, that he could find to get out of there? But I researched it, and right there in Ezekiel 27, that was the place that was known for its gold, silver, all the precious. There was a lot of wealth in Tarshish, right? So we can get, up, we can get caught up sailing after wealth instead of God's will. And we can misprioritize our plans with God's plans. So some reflection questions for you guys this morning is, where have I been sailing, first of all, in the wrong direction? Where have I been sailing in the wrong direction? 
The next is, where am I running from my calling because I don't like the place, space, or even the people? Jonah did not like the people of Nineveh. And Jonah wanted the people of Nineveh to get what they deserve. So, and then finally, what fare have I been paying to flee from where God is calling me? What fare have you been paying to flee from what God is calling you? You might be paying for subscriptions. Come on. Right? Netflix. Sorry, I, uh, sorry Netflix. I always throw Netflix under the bus. <laughs> God can use Netflix too. I'm just, <laughs> if he can use Nineveh, he can use Netflix. Woo, anyway. But you know what I'm saying, right? Sometimes we try to escape to things. It may not be that. It could be any kind of subscription. Things that even that are pleasures that we like, and they're not necessarily bad until they don't become beneficial to us when we put them before God, right? For Matthew 6, 21 says, for where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. Verse five, and it says, all the sailors were afraid and each cried out to his own God. And they threw the cargo into the sea to lighten the ship. But Jonah had gone below the deck where he laid down and fell into a deep sleep. (laughs) The second point is sailing or sleeping. Are we sailing or are we sleeping? This is the part that really gets me. There's been many times in my life, to be honest with you, where I felt overwhelmed in my calling, responsibilities, and even tasks, where I even found it hard to get out of bed. And taking a detour can cause us to become drowsy. Ooh, that's good. It's not in your notes. Taking a detour can cause you to become drowsy. It doesn't matter how well we think we are doing. When we get off course, we can become complacent. Remember the four deadly Ds. The first is distraction. That's, that's the first one. And then we get discouraged. Then we get divided, and then we disengage. In Jonah 1, verse 6, the captain went to him and said, How can you sleep? (laughs) Get up and call on your God! Exclamation mark. Maybe he will take notice of us so that we will not perish. The sailors, the non-believers, are above deck fighting the storm, And Jonah, the believer, is snoozing. Oh, that's convicting. I I don't even, I don't know if we should even go. You guys got what I'm saying there, right? You've got the non-believers working hard. Then you've got the believers that aren't living by faith. They're not living a lifestyle worthy of their calling. And we can all get caught in that trap. Instead, Jonah is snoozing. Jonah is a prophet from God sent, he hears from God and God is sending him. Not everybody there was hearing from God. Then they had the prophets and we still have prophets that God will speak to, to speak to the people. It's the gift of the prophetic, right? It still happens. But now because of the veil has been torn, all of us can go to the Holy of Holies before the very throne of God and we can hear from God. But there was a time when you would have appointed men and women that would have a message and have to get to deliver that message. 
But that's, so you've got somebody that's anointed, you've got somebody that's appointed, so don't discount yourself or uh, out of your opportunity because this anointed, appointed man of God is struggling with the same thing of snoozing instead of sailing in the right direction. So all of us, no one is exempt in this room from snoozing. So here's the man of God hiding when he should be the one guiding. Whoo, that'll speak to you in the home. We are the men of the house. We are the spiritual leaders of the house. Wake up, men. We need to guide, not hide. Don't wait for the right conditions to come because it's in the storm that God's going to lead. And he will, I'm telling you, God will use anyone or anything to get our attention. And don't forget, he does discipline the ones he loves. You with me still this morning? We, thank you, Derek. We need to be the men of God that are guiding and not hiding. You see, a prophet won't prevail if he never leaves his pillow. (laughs) So where are we sleeping? Where have you gone below and fallen asleep when you should be sailing? If we don't step into our purposes, others will perish. There you go, Darren. If we don't step into our purpose, others will perish. It's not just about us. There are so many people in our family, workplace, and our community that need saving. But sometimes those places feel like our Nineveh. Right? We avoid reaching out and sharing the good news. We're scared to invite them into church because we want to keep our faith and our finances and our friendships separate. But not in this house. The truth is we are all in need of a savior and we are all called to be disciples of Jesus. We are all called to sail. We are all called to share Jesus so that others may be saved. Second Peter 3, 9 says, the Lord is not slow to keeping his promises as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you. He's patient with me, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. Repentance. Moving along in verses eight to nine, I think that's actually in Jonah, uh, Jonah two. Sorry, I put Jonah one. Jonah says, those who cling to worthless idols turn away from God's love for them. But I, with shouts of grateful praise, will sacrifice to you what I have vowed I will make good. May your yeses be yeses and your noes be noes, gentlemen. I will say salvation comes from the Lord. You know where Jonah got this? In the belly of the whale. He got that revelation in some of the greatest resistance he probably ever faced. My third point is calling over clinging. It says those who cling to worthless idols. In a storm, what we hold on to will cause us to either sink or float. We've all been going through a storm in the last two and a half years. We've seen the things, some of the things we've tried to hold on to are just weighing us down. They're not lifting us up. Things that we put before God are worthless idols. That's the definition. 
I like how Jonah says, with shouts of praise, I will sacrifice to you. With shouts of praise, I will sacrifice. With shouts of praise. That's a tough one. That's a matter of the heart. When's the last time that you could say that you sacrificed with shouts of praise? What have you given up to God lately as an act of worship? Because worship will overcome the wind and sacrifice will keep us from sinking. You know when you give something up, you're lighter. Even if it's not the thing you want to give up, but you give up a portion of your finances, you're like, oh, my bank account's lighter. (laughs) But you also left room now for God to move in your finances. He can't fill a closed fist. But when you open it up and you're blessed to be a blessing, God will turn the tap on. Only you can shut the tap off. Are you with me? And that goes same with our time, our energy. Whatever we have to use that God has given us, we need to open up. We need to sacrifice. We need to lay down. Give God our best, not our scraps. It's easy to say, hey, I'll sacrifice. Is it really a sacrifice giving up things that you don't like? No. A sacrifice is giving your best. Biblically, a sacrifice was giving their best. When you'd come to the altar of the Lord, you gave them your best, not your scraps. And that's how we should show up every day in life, giving God our best, not our scraps. And yes, I get it. Sometimes it feels like, and it is, a sacrifice. It feels like a sacrifice right now to be happy. I don't feel happy, I know, but be happy. (laughs) You with me? I don't feel like smiling. Well, praise God, you're not what you feel. You're what you decide. What does the word say about you? You feeling like a wimp? Go to the word. (laughs) Oh, I'm more than a conqueror. I'm the head, not the tail. The joy of the Lord is my strength. There we go. Now speak it and declare it. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And as a man says it is, so he shall become. As a man thinks in his heart, so he will become. The problem is, we're not on a cruise ship. Remember, Even a cruise ship can only carry so much cargo. But we're not on a cruise ship, are we? What are we on? A battleship. How many of you know you take different supplies on a cruise ship than you're going to take on a battleship? Right? On a cruise ship, you just want to relax and you want to get fed. On a battleship, it's all hands on deck, ready and willing to fight. A cruise ship will carry alcohol. A battleship will carry ammo. <laughs> Big difference what ship you're getting on. See, we're all going to deal with doubt. Back to doubt. We're all going to deal with doubt. Sometimes we doubt even if we're even on the right ship, <laughs> in the right direction. It's okay to deal with doubt. Just don't let the doubt deter your calling. That doesn't change God's word and what he says about you. Jonah doubted that Nineveh was even worth saving. And at the end, Nineveh repents for their sins. You should read the book. There's only four chapters. So Nineveh repents for their sins and fasts, and 120,000 people are saved. And guess what? You think Jonah rejoices? No, he becomes angry. He becomes angry with God because he believes that they should be destroyed. Wow. 
He just saved you from the fish and your stupidity and your unwillingness and then you don't pay it forward? Like how many times do we see this in the Bible and how many times do we do it in our own life? In chapter four, verse two, he prays the Lord and he says, isn't this what I said, Lord? Check this out. When I was still at home, that is what I tried to forestall by fleeing to Tarshish. I knew that you are a gracious and compassionate God, slow to anger and abundant in love. A God who, who, who relents from sending calamity. But the Lord replied, is it right for you to be angry? Ouch. Oh, I know that hits somebody, even just me this morning. Sometimes we even doubt the decisions that God makes when it comes to whose mercy, mercy that he gives to, who he loves, who he has compassion on, and when he has compassion on others that we believe deserve punishment, we believe deserve death. No one ever thinks that or feels that, right? And we get angry when we should show empathy. We get angry when we should show empathy. Don't doubt what God is doing, men. Instead, get the doubt out by finding destiny through empathy. Get the doubt out. That's how you flip the flow. Love those who persecute you. I think sometimes, a lot of the times that we doubt is because we're not committed to the direction. If you commit to the direction and you have faith with works, then you won't feel dead. Then you won't feel despaired. You're going to doubt the process. You're not going to doubt when you see the results in your own heart. That's where it starts. But if not, you'll be no different. And we'll go into this another teaching about, about the man who was forgiven of great debt, all of his debt. And then he goes around trying to collect the debt that is owned to him. If he had just forgiven in his own heart, if he had released in his own heart, if he had shown love in his own heart, Jonah would have had a different perspective at the end. But instead he goes out and he just wants to die. How, Lord? But we've all been there. How quickly we forget all the baptisms that we witness every week, all the salvations, the testimony of the men from the Joshua house to Ruth and Naomi's to what happens on the street. And then somehow we get stuck and trapped in our despair. Oh, woe is me, Lord. I didn't get it my way. You didn't do it the way that I wanted you to do it. And we end up like Jonah, and he's out there, and he just wants to die. And he's out in the sun, and so the Lord causes this tree to bloom and have leaves over him to, to, to shade him in the meanwhile. But eventually, the Lord is like, enough is enough. Not only did the Lord send a whale, but then he sends a worm. And the worm eats away at the leaves so that Jonah doesn't stay underneath the shade of the tree. Are you with me? God won't keep us pitiful. We can't be pitiful and powerful at the same time. If you got to have your moment, take your moment. Have your pity party, but then move on. Because remember, if you're in despair, if you're in doubt, so is everybody else that's on that ship with you. It affects them. But we don't live in doubt. We live in destiny. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word today. I thank you.
for the, uh, not just information, but the revelation. Holy Spirit, I thank you for conviction, not condemnation. I thank you for a boldness in these men. And I thank you for speaking with such truth to us today so we won't stay the same as we were yesterday. Lord, I thank you for the destiny on these men. I thank you for giving them new strength through your word to move in the boldness, to tell that doubt to get out. I thank you for forgiving us, for setting us free, and Lord, for paying it forward for, to everybody else. Lord, help us to show empathy. Help us to show your mercy, your love. Help us to keep our eyes focused on you and to see what it is that you see. Not the way of this world, but the way, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you for tuning in today and thank you for continuing to partner with us and for giving so generously to this ministry. If you would like to find out more about how you can partner with us, visit our website at www.wherepeoplematter.church and click the giving link. And don't forget to subscribe and share this with your friends. See you next time.